1: I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free. Until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Adele opened up about being body positive before and after her weight loss. Dakota Johnson called out Alfred Hitchcock for ruining her grandmother Tippi Hedren's career, and we're talking with Buzzfeed's Hannah Martyr about why certain movies have not aged well. It's November fifteenth, twenty twenty-one.
2: Hey, friends. I'm Casey Rackham, and I'm Shila Watson. Welcome to Buzzfeed Daily, Casey. I've been waiting a long time to say these words, but Britney Spears is free.
0: I know. I know. Oh, it happened. It, it happened after we recorded Friday's episodes and I'm like, oh, got to wait for Shiloh on Monday. But I know we are all so excited. I'm so excited for the hashtag that the hashtag has changed and Britney did it. it is no longer free Britney. It is freed Britney. Yes. Yes.
2: That distinction is so great. And I mean, this is just Everyone has been waiting for this, especially her, obviously, for such a long time. Um, And she reacted to the news. She shared a video on Instagram of, like, her fans out at the courthouse, like, cheering for her and said that it was the best day ever. She was going to go cry all day. And I'm just so happy for her. And I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know another person who people would do this for. Like, she wasn't even at the courthouse and, like, there were people out there, like, rooting for her and like supporting her and it was like a party and i'm just like who who else would someone who else no, would do this I'm, for? I'm,
0: I'm just glad that if her family wasn't supporting her other people were she has a family she has a family even if it's not blood all right so to kick things off in an interview with oprah adele talked about how her looks have been dissected for years including last year when a photo of her prompted a conversation about her weight loss She said, quote, I wasn't shocked or even phased by it. My body has been objectified my entire career. Am I too big or am I too small? Am I hot or not or whatever? Adele added, I never looked up to anyone because of their body. I never admired anyone because they had the same hair color as me or the same style as me. I was body positive then and I'm body positive now. But it's not my job to validate how people feel about their bodies.
2: Yes, Adele. Oh, my gosh everything about this I'm obsessed with Um, yeah I remember those photos and like the conversations that were had about it um, and it's like so disheartening for her to say that like she wasn't even shocked by it and that this has been something that's been happening her entire career but I really love what she said about never looking up to anyone because of their body or admiring anyone because of that and I feel like she's never commented on it really she's not saying like look at me look at this um, she's just living her life and I love that. I wish more people would set that kind of example.
0: I mean, I think my favorite part of the quote is when she said, but it's not my job to validate how people feel about their bodies. And I'm like, you know what that's called? Boundaries. Healthy boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) It's right. She does not need to take on that emotional bandwidth. She does not need to.
2: No. And some people have said, like, I'm a body positive advocate and like they've made part of their career like you know about that and using their platform but like you said not everyone needs to do that and i'm glad that she's again boundaries doing what she's like needs to do for herself all right so moving on dakota johnson recently opened up about her grandmother tippy hendron's work relationship with alfred hitchcock and you know hitchcock ruined her career because she didn't want to sleep with him and he terrorized her and was never held accountable and it's It's completely unacceptable for people in a position of power to wield that power over someone in a weaker position, no matter the industry. She went on to say that Tippi made a point to instill in both Dakota and her mother, Melanie Griffith, that they shouldn't put up with that kind of
0: behavior. Yeah, you know, um, Dakota also went on to, like, talk about, like, what her grandmother had said about, like, how Hitchcock had, like, touched her unprompted, etc. And honestly, all of this just makes me... So, so mad that this has been happening for so long and nothing has changed. Yeah, people are louder about it, but it's still happening.
2: Yeah, you know, it's really horrible. This has been happening for so long, but I also find it really interesting that she had this opinion. But then when she was asked about other abusers and cancel culture, people like Shia LaBeouf and Army Hammer, who she's worked with, she said that cancel culture has created a loss of our great artists. And I'm just Mm. like, so that's really interesting. Where do you actually stand? Like, are you only showing support to your grandmother? Because this is someone you personally know. And like, Mm -hmm. you weren't personally like affected or assaulted by like Shia LaBeouf or Army Hammer? Or is this like a universal thing that you feel? Because those are two very different sentiments.
0: They are, and it seems like she is not on the same page about them, and she needs to do some reflecting. Yep. (laughs) Okay, so moving on, it's nearly impossible to watch a
2: movie made before 2010 and not find something extremely controversial about it. Social norms have drastically changed in the last decade, which has led to more and more people realizing that their favorite movie might not be as wholesome as they once thought. Today, we're talking with BuzzFeed's Hannah Marder about how movies age over time. Hi, Hannah. Thanks so much for joining us today.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: So you wrote a piece for BuzzFeed recently where you listed a bunch of movies that at one time were considered great movies, but that haven't aged very well. What do you think it is about the last five or 10 years that have put so many of these offensive aspects into focus?
3: I think it's getting more women behind the camera. definitely helps. Um, We still don't have a ton of female directors and a lot of rom-coms and comedies that were on the list have male writers. So I think... It's people seeing more movies that they're represented in and kind of comparing them to movies of the past that they didn't feel represented in. And I also just think like things like Me Too and like feminism. I know growing up, like, I feel like feminist was kind of a dirty word. And lately in the last 10 years, it's become a lot more of like something we're all thinking about. So I think talking about consent... Me too. Feminism has really helped us like see these movies in a different
0: light. You know, misogyny and predatory behavior used to be much more acceptable even a decade ago, and something that's really shifted in the last few years is sexual politics. In your piece, you mention how in Beetlejuice, Winona Ryder's character is a child bride, and Beetlejuice is sexually harassing women for laughs. In Clueless, Alicia Silverstone and Paul Rudd's characters have a romantic relationship even though they were once step-siblings. And in the musical Grease, there's that song where the guys ask... Did she put up a fight? So, I mean, why don't you think people realize the problems in these movies at the time? I'm sure there's some people who realized it. I mean, I wasn't, like,
3: around during that time, but I feel like some people were kind of, I'm sure, upset about it. But I think it's also a case of, like, the chicken or the egg. It's like, were these movies just a symptom of, like, prevailing attitudes of the time? Were people just really sexist and misogynistic and the movies were reflecting that? Or were the movies causing people to think these things were okay? I think it's kind of a mix of the two. I think that, again, it's because a lot of men who do experience, you know, sexual harassment and assault and things, but less likely to, um, a lot of them being behind the camera and writing these things, I think they're more likely to find things like sexual harassment funny um, than like a woman would be. So it's probably like when they're going through the motions to kind of get these jokes approved or get these scripts approved, there's probably not a lot of women in that room saying, hey, this makes me kind of uncomfortable. This isn't super funny to me. So I think... It's just like there were a lot of people gatekeeping and saying, hey, this isn't okay." back then.
2: So to that effect, I feel like some people will say, oh, you know, everyone's just too sensitive these days. But I mean, I find that to be an incredibly reductive explanation for how the conversation has changed. So where do you think that defensiveness comes from?
3: So I think it comes from people just wanting to enjoy the things that they enjoy and the comedy that's important to them, especially stuff that's nostalgic if they grew up with a movie probably has a special place in their heart. They don't want to be told they can't enjoy it. But I also think that, I mean, I guess this goes into like, can you enjoy things that are problematic? But I think that you can point out the issues in something and people aren't necessarily always saying, you know, you're not allowed to watch this. You're not allowed to enjoy this. So I feel like saying everybody's too sensitive is just like, I don't know, it's just a cop out. I think, like you said, it's really reductive. I think that you're not really in a place to say somebody else is being too sensitive if they're talking about a joke that's about like some community you're not a part of. So I feel like it's more important to just listen.
0: Yeah. I mean, I used to love watching friends and now I have problems with all the gay jokes, but, I like will still watch episodes of Friends and just skip through the episodes I know I don't personally enjoy or make me uncomfortable. And I'm also not out there telling people not to watch Friends. So these people are like say who are saying you're too sensitive also shouldn't be telling people what to do or not do.
2: Yeah. And I, I feel like it's one of those like we'll explain the joke kinds of things, you know, and it's like, is that the only way you can be funny? Like really tell me yeah. what's funny about it. I feel like if anything, people should you know, rise to the challenge of not going for those easy and offensive jokes, you know?
0: Right. All right. Well, we'll be right back with more from Hannah Martyr. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you fat burning secrets and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The
3: body you're in deserves respect, love and support support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022.
1: Hi, I'm Robert Sex Reese, host of the Dr. Sex Reese Show. And every episode, I listen to people talk about their sex and intimacy issues. And yes, I despise every minute of it. I mean, yeah. she she made mistakes too, right? That's I mean, true. She, she did she, kill everyone at her wedding. But hell is real. We're all trapped here, and there's nothing any of us can do about it. So join me, won't you? Listen to the Doctor Sex Reef Show every Tuesday on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby
1: Raffi. Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, all good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian,
3: new dad, and host of Finding Rafi, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly.
0: Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with BuzzFeed Tana Martyr about why certain movies have not aged well. So there's a real debate to be had about whether it's okay to enjoy these movies despite their offensive moments. Because it seems like the more perspective we gain, the more we realize that a lot of movies made in the past have something offensive about them. Do you think it's possible to enjoy a movie even if a few moments are no longer acceptable? I think it really, it depends on if the
3: entire premise of the movie is really offensive. If it exists to make fun of a certain community that's not made by people of that community, I think, no, you probably shouldn't be watching that. Obviously, you can't help what you enjoy, I guess, but you should be asking yourself, why do I enjoy this? What about this is funny to me? Is it making me feel like it's okay to make fun of these people. Is it like, what is the reason behind me thinking these jokes are funny? But if there's certain jokes or aspects of a movie that are offensive, like you mentioned about friends that I think you can still enjoy it as long as you acknowledge that there's problematic aspects, as long as you're not going online. Like this movie is perfect. Anybody who speaks out against it is a, is a bad you know person or whatever. I think that it's just about being a smart viewer. And also if you're going to show things to kids, Maybe pausing when they say, you know, did she put up a fight in Greece? Maybe pausing and saying to your kid, okay, uh, this isn't a great line and this is why and then playing the movie again. So I think you could still enjoy things, but. It really depends how much of it is problematic and the way in which you're consuming it.
0: You know, that's really interesting. I'm sorry I keep talking about Friends, which is not a movie. I'm aware we're talking about movies, but Friends is just so easy to poke at. That is interesting of what you're saying Like where I'm like, I'm okay watching Friends and skipping through certain episodes or knowing it, but it's so interesting because if I had kids or I was like babysitting a kid, I would not show them Friends. I think there's better content now, is the thing. For me, I think that's of what you're saying. It's nostalgic. I can put it on while I'm doing laundry, etc. But no, I I'm, I'm don't think i want to put that in front of people who have other things to watch
3: (laughs) i think that's fair i grew up with like 16 candles and you know a lot of movies looking back that were a little bit problematic and i think i as much as i love those movies i don't know if i would show them to my kids one day
2: and you know, something else I'm thinking about is it's not always just the movies, but the actors. Over the weekend my friends and I were talking about West Side Story and if we're going to see it and all this stuff, and we brought up Ansel Elgort and we were thinking about Baby Driver and how now if you look at Baby Driver you have a movie that stars both Kevin Spacey and Ansel Elgort who were both accused of sexual assault. And I'm like, how does that play into people being able to enjoy the movie because the movie itself isn't problematic, but now the actors in the movie are problematic and thinking about Kevin Spacey, I know that you included American Beauty in your piece, which is, like, a movie where his character is trying to sleep with a high school student, and, like, that's questionable. And, I mean, should we even be watching movies that have these actors, or do you think that it's not so cut and dry?
3: It's hard. I mean, there's obviously some really great movies with really, really terrible actors and a lot of really talented people worked on those movies who aren't problematic, who haven't, you know, assaulted people. So it's hard to just write off entire movies. For me personally, it's hard to watch something with Kevin Spacey um, or Hans Al Gore because it just makes me feel gross and I don't like supporting them. But at the same time, yeah, there's a lot of important good films that were made with these actors. So I don't know. I think it comes down to a personal choice. I think as long as you're not online saying things like house of cars was so much better when Kevin Spacey was in it and like oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. things like that. Um, you know, or like even just saying like, Oh, I mean, you can say an actor was good in something, but just think about the audience when you're saying that, like, and does that need to be said? You know, like I was just looking at the comments of a scene from seven talking about how good Kevin Spacey is. And I'm like, yes, he's good playing this really creepy role as he normally is. But like, that's not what we're watching the movie for we're watching seven. Cause it's a good movie has other good actors. And so, I don't know. I think we can't just write off entire movies unless you want to just do that personally and not watch stuff. But as long as you're not uh, actively praising the actor, then uh, it's probably okay. I do think it's different when it comes to things like West side story, because those are upcoming films and it's like, you don't want to continue to support someone in a way that like, goes into box office performance, then they're going to continue to get cast. So I think it gets a little dicier with that um, than with movies like 20 years old.
0: Okay, so I have one more question, and Shyla's not going to like it because no, I, I do, I do, I do want to end on some questions about some holiday movies. But you know, there are a lot of romantic comedies where one of the characters will lie to or coerce another character, or even break the law, all in the name of love. And so, yes, this will sting for Shyla. But we especially have to uh, talk about Love Actually as we approach no! the holidays. <laughs> you know, we've got Hugh Grant as the prime minister starting a relationship with one of his female employees, and of course, the famous cue card scene where a guy secretly tells his best friend's wife that he's in love with her why are scenes like this you know not perceived as okay anymore even if their intentions were quote unquote pure
3: i mean i think again this comes back to having you know more female writers i think that they come from this kind of fantasy of having your unrequited love actually be requited and like doing some grand gesture and having that person who never notices you that you always wanted to finally see who you are. But I think that a lot of women have been on the other side of stuff like that. Um, And it's usually unwanted and creepy. You know, maybe your boyfriend or your husband has a friend who won't really leave you alone or, you know, your boss kind of making uncomfortable comments. And it's not funny in movies like this. I feel like do kind of romanticize this going after people kind of mentality, I guess, that's actually pretty creepy when you're on the receiving end of it. So I think it's just, again, more women in the writing rooms for these movies who are writing the screenplays are just kind of not including these things because they've probably experienced gross situations like this.
0: Shyla, how are you feeling?
2: Well, okay, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like a bell was just rung in my head because I'm also thinking, um, Colin Firth's character he marries a woman he hired to be his housekeeper and then you also have the billy bob thornton plays the american president who actually physically assaults the woman that hugh grant's character winds up with so there's really a lot more things happening in this movie and i hate that i know that now
0: (laughs) (laughs) it hurts to become aware but you gotta do it it we all gotta do it
2: oh man wow
0: Mm, might have to swap that in the rotation. <laughs> There's lots of other good Christmas movies. That yeah, there is. you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for joining us today. You are welcome. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, it's not Adele's job to validate how people feel about their bodies. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go for your podcasts. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of the biggest stories on BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking It, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice and I encourage you to do. Don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, Nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking
1: in. It's time to gear up for the NFL postseason. Yes, sir! Head over to NFLshop.com today for the largest assortment of officially licensed gear. I need it! NFL Shop is your destination for jerseys, t-shirts, headwear, and more. Oh, you're sweet with it! Come back after the game for the best selection of NFL gear anywhere. How you like that, baby? Rep your team pride with styles fit for the whole family. To shop now, go to NFLshop.com.
2: Fun that facts. was one My of your things too. you brought back from Latvia. Yeah, I brought back because a hoop. all professional basketball <laughs> players
1: Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> seven foot hoop.
2: Yeah. Listen to the Welcome to Our Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.